2: Hello friends from 5 Reasons and Messi and co. Welcome back to another episode with Ashley Gian and myself Alejandro Yegas. We are excited because season is getting closer and closer and Inter Miami is going to be playing sometime soon in their friendlies. We have new players, we have new signings, we have rumors, we have a lot of stuff to talk about and here we're going to go with Ashley and Gian once again. The three of us finally made it together, and we're going to have fun in this episode of Messi & Co. Ashley, Gian, how are you guys?
3: Doing great. Excited. Yep. (laughs) I said last week
4: we're going to get some familiar faces back, so we're excited. That means the season's ramping up.
3: Yeah, we're finally back together. (laughs) We're finally
2: back together. The squad's getting back together, and we're going to be having more and more episodes of Messi & Co. Coming up to open this um, episode today, Ashley and Gian and and Messi and co-friends, we want to talk about Messi's impact. And we're going to give the floor to Ashley because she has a lot of interesting stuff to go over. Go ahead, Ashley.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this is no surprise to everyone. We know Messi's impact on uh, MLS and just soccer globally. But already for the 2024 season last Mm -hmm. week, we have learned some new crazy things that are happening that is, you know, already showing his crazy, crazy impact. And the first two, which are kind of related, is that uh, the game against LA Galaxy, which is uh, the LA Galaxy's home opener in Los Angeles against Inter-Miami, sold out in under six minutes. Not a surprise, similar to the LA FC game last year, which was definitely a spectacle. We can expect something similar to that. And then... Another big one, which was very interesting, uh, was at the Kansas City game, the Inter-Miami versus Kansas City that was going to be at their normal stadium, which I believe has a capacity of maybe like 18,000, something like that, uh, was moved to Arrowhead Stadium, made famous this year by Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all of those people, but uh, holds 80,000 plus people in it. And so they are expecting a huge crowd in in Missouri, like that's. Kind of crazy to think if you really break it down that in Kansas City, Missouri, in the Midwest, the middle of this country, they are expecting to sell out eighty thousand for an MLS game because messy. So um, just with those two things to start, what do you guys like? It, I'm sure it's no surprise, but kind of crazy, right? These games we're used to in here in Miami, but it's crazy everywhere.
2: So, Gian, there, there's going to be the same amount of people to watch the Dolphins against the Chiefs that to watch uh, Inter-Miami against Kansas City. What do you think oh, in MLS? You <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's who, would have, ex- who would have
3: expected that? I, I mean, they're definitely going to have probably better weather. That's for sure. So I think I, I think I would also go to the Inter-Miami game instead of the uh, Kansas City one. Apparently, it's going to be negative uh, eight degrees or something. So, Woo. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what Messi does. I mean, Messi, for, for a country like the United States that has so many different sports um, and the NFL, the NBA, and then MLS. MLS is obviously not one of the the top sports here in, uh, in the U S. But despite that, it's, I mean, when you go to the stadiums, you would think it's one of the top sports and people are going there because it's messy, because messy is the show. It's like buying a ticket to watch, uh, you know, a a, a magician's show at Las Vegas or to go see, I don't know, um, Taylor Swift, actually. (laughs) He is Funny enough, (laughs)
4: this is what what makes it so full is that I actually went to see Taylor Swift in Kansas City this past summer at Arrowhead. And it was awesome. Like so, yeah. the arrow is a really, really cool environment, and a really cool sports atmosphere.
3: Yeah. So I mean that's that's the type of excitement that Messi brings that Taylor with <laughs> excitement. <laughs> I never thought I'd make that analysis, but but yeah, I mean he is the show in the town. Same. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, he's gonna fill stadiums. Teams are gonna move their stadiums to get more people in just because the the demand is so high. These tickets are so high. We saw that they get sold out in minutes. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, other teams are probably going to follow suit and they're going to continue to find more ways to not only capitalize financially, but also capitalize on the fanfare and, and just making it an all exciting thing. And I'm sure that there are going to be teams that other games are not going to go in as all in as they are for these Inter Miami games. They're going to pull out all the strings and make sure that, This is the night to be there, so that's exciting and really cool to see that uh, Messi is able to do that, and Inter Miami is becoming a a global brand and a big brand here in the United States and abroad. It's
2: interesting. It's interesting because there's these stadiums that I went to Texas, not like a couple of months ago, and I went to the AT&T Stadium. And I went to NRG Stadium, two of them, of course, NFL stadiums, but they do have the, their MLS teams that play in smaller stadiums, the Dynamo and FC Dallas. And I'm wondering if these two teams are going to do something similar, right? To try to get the m- most of, amount of fans to watch Messi and to make the most out of this experience when me, uh, Messi and Inter Miami go there. The, the, and I know it has to do a lot with like the scheduling and, and all of the events and the concerts that go take place in all of these big venues, but it's it's going to be interesting how many teams do the same thing that LA Galaxy just did in Los Angeles. All right, we'll see what happens. That's Messi's impact, and that's the first topic that we wanted to go over today. But let's talk a little bit about soccer because Inter Miami is signing players besides uh, Luis Suarez. You guys talked about it already. We're going to have Ashley and Gian there also for the press conference. Luis Suarez talking to the media on Saturday but they did sign Julian Gressel. Let's talk about this signing Ashley and Jan. What do you think about it?
3: Yeah, I, I think so it's a great and- signing.
4: Yeah. We Ashley, you go first. About, we talked about it last week and we were saying that, you know, with getting rid of Comandler and with, you know, mm-hmm. how are they going to use their money? Do they need to use it for Suarez? Like was that part of the plan? We weren't sure. But well, we knew that Gressel was uh, on the table and hoping to sign. And, you know, what we're getting is a two-time MLS Cup champion who's obviously knows how to play like a champion play on good teams and a versatile position where he could do the midfield, but also, which can be very beneficial and very interesting, he can play right back. And so it will be very, very interesting to see where he fits in the beginning and throughout the season and, you know, his versatility, how it's going to be used. But I think it's a great signing to start with, and I'm excited to see what they build from it.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It just adds more versatility to um, for a, a team that's going to need that as they move forward with probably one of the heaviest MLS seasons we've seen in a long time for an MLS team. They're going to be competing in, you know, where maybe some teams will be in having 30-something games you can see easily into Miami have 50 between 50 and 60 games this season. So it's good to have versatility on there. As Ashley mentioned, someone that can play the midfielder can play the defense, uh, can play that right back position right now. We don't know if somebody like Yedlin is going to continue to be on the team or is if he is, is he going to lose his starting position to somebody like Russell? So as we, begin to figure this th- these things out. At least you know that there are players that you can plug in these holes if necessary. But then also, you're going to see different lineups. I think you're going to see a lot of different lineups and maybe different lineups depending on what the tournament is. Like we see sometimes in Europe, like we've seen those of us who are fans of Barça have seen sometimes there's a completely different team or not well, not maybe a completely different team, but maybe 80 or 70% of the team is different for a Copa del Rey than a team that plays in in the league. Uh, match so I think that we'll see some of that and that's probably what um, management is trying to build here one two maybe even three different teams so that we can make sure that we have uh, I think enough bodies to make sure that we are healthy throughout the season remember you don't we don't want to put a lot of impact on these players on their bodies and all that sort of thing so yeah Russell great addition uh, and um, a great mix he's 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 still young he's still young and but he still he also brings a wealth of experience, which is really great for us and the young guys that we have on our team,
2: yeah, he just turned uh, thirty years old, so yeah. he's uh, still has a couple of years in his career to to give us. Here in Miami, so uh, and, and that reminds me what happened in the Leagues Cup, right? After all of those matches, like every three days, how the team actually felt, like you you could see, like players were dragging yeah. through the rest of the season, and how it was hard for Inter Miami to try to make that comeback. It that looked almost impossible but if they were healthy maybe they would have had a better chance to to actually make the playoffs last year it didn't happen this year new season you have more time to like rotate and like Jan said like make the most out of the entire squad and so you don't burn everybody out like we saw in the league's cup and it was important it was the first tournament it was the first title but the team, you could see how they felt it, how how it was hard in their legs and how like they were struggling and, and, and the team just looked tired in many, many games. And, and the other teams just looked like they were so much faster and they were, it felt like they were more in shape, but I, I just think that they were just tired, to be honest. And, and especially some of these players that didn't even have a, a preseason to start with. So, and they just got to the team and they started playing and it was, it was, a, it was a hard moment and we'll see how they manage it and how Tata Martino. Uh, Does this year to try to like spread around the minutes and and all the all the options that he's going to have in the attack in the middle and then in defense. Let's talk about some rumors, guys, because there's a couple of names flying around there. I know Gian, Ashley, they've been talking about it in our WhatsApp group. They love throwing names around. And I laugh every time they bring another player back to the (laughs) mix. There's always another Barca or ex-Barca player getting back into that mix. At some point, it was Iniesta. Now it's Coutinho, the first name in these two rumors that we're going to be talking about. Gian, Ashley. Coutinho has not been in his best uh, moment in his career right now. He's been just going around. He's somewhere else that he should have been at this point in his career but he's one of those rumors what do you think let's start with ash in this one
4: um well yeah i mean gian is definitely more of a Barca expert than i am but uh i remember they paid a lot of money for him oh, many years ago and it did not work out too well, much money. But, no um yeah look i it's one of those players that i think can have a lot of upside depending on the value, but could also be kind of a waste. You know, it's 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 really yep. – it, 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 he has a lot of quality, and I think, you know, again, he's in Saudi Arabia, right? So, I mean, it would be – I don't know if it would be a hefty price or maybe – Look, there could, you never know what the, the deals... I mean, obviously, Matthew just posted about Riyadh yesterday or the day before. You know, there's there's a lot of business-to-business business things happening. We're seeing it with the Premier League and Saudi. Like, they're probably going to let some players back to play in the Premier League again. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what kind of price tag or, you know, I can imagine it be a DP, but what kind of price tag or movement would be associated with it if it's a low price tag. I could see it being, you know, adds flair. He adds fun. He's part of that legacy that, he, you know, I'm sure there's people in America who have his jersey played fast and Villa. Like, it could be interesting. Is it something that I'm going to, you know, die for or be like, wow, this may, you know, Julian Gressel, I can immediately say, wow, this is, a, this is a great signing. This is the impact I can see him making an X, Y, Z. Uh, Coutinho, I can't say that right now, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So that's kind of where I'm at.
2: Yeah, he's actually playing for the Al Duhail in Qatar. So he's not in Saudi Arabia. Qatar, not Saudi Arabia. Arabia, Sorry, Qatar. Qatar. Yes, but he's all the way over there. Gian, he went from being the guy who was going to somehow maybe substitute Neymar or, or trying to make Barca fans forget about Neymar along with Dembele. They spent too much money in those two players and it didn't work for them. And now continues in this point of his career where his Premier League team is, is just loaning him everywhere because they just don't find a spot for him. Maybe MLS is that spot, a Brazilian guy here in Miami in Florida. Maybe it's it's the best way for him to close his career. I don't know. I don't know if that's the option.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that was probably one of the biggest disappointments I had for as a Barça fan when he came. Um I mean, he re- he worked really well for me in uh, in FIFA when I played with him on PlayStation. <laughs> but in the real world, he didn't really work out so so well. I mean, man, when I heard that he was gonna come to Barca, I remember like doing the lineups and seeing how I was like, man, this lineup is nasty. We're gonna have you know da, da, da. But But um, unfortunately, I, I think that that sometimes happens. No matter how good you are in your current team, sometimes when you come to big teams like Barca or Real Madrid. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Same thing happened with Griezmann, and then you know yeah. Griezmann went back and he played. He's playing amazing right now for Atletico. Um, Coutinho didn't work out for whatever reason. Then he went, I believe, to Bayern Munich, and in Bayern Munich he did pretty well, okay. I think. Um, then he got uh, He went to Aston Villa, not so well, and now he's in Qatar. But he's still young um i feel like he i think he's 31 if i'm not mistaken yeah. so he's he's mm-hmm. he's still there where you could consider really? kind of like the, yeah yeah you would think not he's oh played God. for a long time but he's wow. still fairly fairly young he's still what you could consider to be in his prime i think the quality is still there so would i love to have him in inter miami of course i would love to have him i just don't know i what the price tag would entail and that's what i think is most important especially when you've got players that play his position already like that yeah. that play that, that attacking we have Ooh, a lot boy. of attacking midfielders <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah. but um no yeah we've got a, a lot of attacking midfielders we've got we've got you know especially now where we have Suarez up front you've got Campana and then if you you've got Messi in the midfield that's attacking you've got Farias in the midfield that's attacking you've got Diego Gomez that is more of an attacking midfielder like I don't know
0: Robert where Taylor
3: Robert, Yeah, thank you. Robert Taylor, like where is there room for Philip Coutinho, especially at the price tag that he's probably going to, um, that would probably be needed to bring him in? I don't know. He it, it would have to be one of those friends and family of messy discounts, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, in, these, yeah. Yeah, 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 for it
3: to make sense. Uh, but yeah. if you just say, if you just solely ask me, do you want Coutinho in Inter Miami? I'm telling you, yeah. Um, but there yeah. are obviously a lot more things involved with that.
2: This is Messi and co, but I don't know if they were so close, right? The, the years that they were in Barca, they seem like to have an okay relationship, but the, he was yeah. definitely not part of the Busquets, Suarez, and Alba group. That's for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. So the so, discount's I mean, not, it, not it, coming it is also, what you're seeing. <laughs> yes, not coming. <laughs> he also,
4: I feel like, is a player that has never quite lived up to his hype. And so, yeah. you know... I don't, I, at 31 is young. I don't know if he's right. Re- you know, maybe he doesn't seem ready to make the big move. And that really surprises me. Cause how old is Neymar? Like 32 or 33, like not that much older, but I, if you were to, yep. if, you know, if you were to ask me, i had been like, Oh, Neymar, you know, I would have thought that they were this, you know, that, uh, yeah. that he was way younger. So it's just interesting. Like it's time is. Time is interesting based on play, but uh, yeah, they're both,
2: we'll they're both 31 because they came up together in the Brazilian. Neymar's only 31. Yeah. 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 See,
4: that's like a perfect comparison of like, wow, Neymar s- seems so much older because he's had such a storied career. Like he's done so much. Coutinho feels so much younger because he hasn't done as much. Like that's a, you know, that's really at one thing from two different sides of the coin.
2: Exactly. All right. Talking about a guy that is a lot younger, Christian Medina, another rumor going around this Boca Juniors player could be another signing for Inter Miami. This makes a little bit more sense, right? Christian
3: Medina is the young kid uh, from Boca. He's 21. He's an attacking <laughs> midfielder. Well, not, not, not an attack. He's really good in the attack, but he's really good at building up. Um, the game he has really good on football skills he has really good dribbling skills he's got speed I I I would say he's a he's like a a Farias but with a bit more finesse kind of like more ability to open up the game more vision and I think he makes a lot more sense number one because the price tag is probably not as high as Coutinho I think he he's We've uh, according according to reports we've already made an offer for him again. Those are just things that are not concrete, but it's been reported that we made an offer. It seems like twelve million dollars uh, twelve million dollars for him. And then it was also reported that Botafogo was also trying to go after him, and apparently they had pulled out. So since then I haven't really seen anything new about it. But it's a guy that if he comes in, I don't know if he might become a DP or or what but if you think about it as well like we can make him a dp possibly buy down campana and then you can still keep those three u22 slots that you would get with a under 22 um, dp so like monetarily construction for the for the roster um that all would make sense and he is a really good player like i think he's one step away from going to europe so that's a, definitely a guy that I could I could see us going for, and I would love to see him on here. Especially a guy coming from Boca, uh, Argentina, That's a guy probably Messi would like as well.
2: And Tata Martino, right? He's been exactly in, uh, bringing his guys anyway. So okay, a couple of rumors, and we'll see what happens there with Inter Miami, who uh, which also announced some signings, homegrown talent being signed also here in Miami. Israel Boatwright, one of them. The other one, Tyler Hall, and those two, right? Who else? Yes, those two. Both
4: defense, right there, but they both are defenders
3: I think Boatwright's a center back, right? Almost sure Maybe. that he is, but let me confirm before I said And I know that. Tyler Hall's like 17 years old, so that's... And a, apparently he's, has
4: had a lot of great things said about him.
3: Yeah, he's super young. Um, and I think he even made a first-team appearance on the bench at one point uh, last season, which I wouldn't um, put it past us, especially because of all the injuries we had. So I think I was reading that he made a, an appearance on the bench. But 17 years old... With this team, I don't know if he makes the field without, like, any injuries happening, but it's really good experience. That, that I mean, I think that that's the main reason why you bring up a guy to the first team that's 17 years old. Um, but, again, to your point, they're all defenders, and that's something that we need. So, actually, who knows? <laughs> he, he might have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember
4: players. that uh, Boatwright played a couple games they were really – depleted in the mid like yeah. towards the beginning of the season before Messi and all that he played in one or two games and I think he did a decent job like I think he and Ian Frey I don't know when he's going to come back from his unfortunate ACL injury but he's great on defense he played great for us when we need him uh, last last season really young as well
3: yeah he did great he was playing right back for us right if I'm not mistaken I think so yeah he, he I think so really Which good. is
4: again you know the position we need more than anything probably
2: yeah, so Bo Wright is 18 and he made his professional debut in 2022. So he's had that experience. And like Ashley said, he played a couple of games in 2023. So that's going to be interesting. He's Dominican-American. So we're going to try to find him for uh, this spot in Spanish. Let's see if we can make that happen. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be nice. Yeah. Huh? Talking to him and and, yeah. and listening to, to what he has to say about the team. All right. All right. Before we close, there's a couple of things that I want to go over. We talked about uh, rumors, possible players, signings, and we want to go over a little bit of what the shape could be for this team playing this season, or what would be your ideal shape? Let's let's not try to guess what Tata is going to do because we you know it's impossible, but we can go over our options here and maybe uh, throw a couple of systems that could work with what we have right now in our squad. So, Ashley, we're gonna give you the go ahead the, and you're gonna be the first one up and see. I mean, this 352 option is out there and we were kind of discussing it before the episode. And I wanna do it again here because that was an interesting talk. So, what do you have to say about this 352 uh, system?
4: Yeah, so I mean, because we really have so many unknowns for the back half of the pitch of our defense, it's really difficult to be able to say with certainty if I would prefer or what I think would be more beneficial at 352 or a four three three. I happen with Messi, I happen to be in the camp that I think a four three three is just what he does the best with. And I mean the best anything like obviously he's the greatest player of all time. But you know with him on the right with maybe Farias on the left, you see Suarez or a Campana. I think that would probably make the most sense. However, you know, maybe a 3-5-2 with, a, you know, emphasizing the wingers and having both Campana and Suarez. I think it could be very interesting. I think it could be a game-by-game game basis, um, a tournament-by-tournament tournament basis, you know, kind of like we were saying earlier, that may be the time where he tries new things, you know, when you're playing games that aren't, I don't want to say as important, but just a different, a different tactic, a different game plan, you know, having to make it through the season and trying to be strategic. So I personally like the 4-3-3 more, but, you know, who knows what our, our uh, roster is going to lend itself to, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns there.
3: Yeah, I, I think, and just some, I guess, some background on why this conversation started. It was because that, <laughs> uh, today mentioned that there could be a possibility with, and he believes that he has two strong center forwards in Campana and Suarez now, that mm-hmm. he could potentially see them both seeing the field at the same time. So that would lend itself to being a, a front of two. So that's kind of where this conversation came from. And then there was some talk on Twitter or X, what it's called now, it, about there possibly being a three-five-two position, we've seen that in the past. Use those three center backs and have the two um, wing backs that go up and, and down. But what we were talking about is, like for example, I don't know if that can actually happen, given the personnel that Inter Miami have right now. And one of the, I'll give one example. If you have, say, three center backs. Uh, we're not sure exactly who those three center backs are going to be. We can kind of guess that Aviles is going to be one of them. If that was yeah. the case, like who who else is going to be there? I don't know if Kristoff or, or what. But Alba, if you followed his career, especially in, in Barca, you know that one of his strong suits is to go up the, the up the wing and associate himself at many times with Messi, right? We've seen that already. We've seen goals like that. And Messi's positionless. Yeah. So, you know, we're he he always it's funny he comes up on the screen where at the starting lineups and he's on the right but after after that he's wherever the heck he wants to be and so a lot of times i think the main one of the, the main things that that's going to want is that association with messi where again Malva brings up the ball touches with messi messi get, you know uh, alba continues on the run touches back to alba then alba touches back the ball back to messi in the center for the goal okay if you do that that 352 if alba's one of those three center backs he's not doing that play he's th- those three center back that that's not going to happen which would mean that he would have to that alba would have to be part of that midfield how are you going to put alba in the midfield when you've got players like farias you've got messi you've got diego gomez you've got so no
2: defense <laughs>
3: Yeah, you've got you've got gregory who's still on there you've got robert taylor like I don't see Alba taking one of those guys' position in the midfield. And I, I think that the only way that this works with Alba and at least that scheme is where it's going to be a back line of four and Alba is able to go up and down the line and be part of the defense, go up and down. That's my my view of that. So that's why I don't think that we would have a 3-5-2 because of one of those things. And again, the, the, we have so much... Um, a wealth of of what of skill, a skill set of forwards in the midfield. Like I don't know how of of attack. I don't know how that would work, is is my thing. So I would think it's probably gonna be a four three three. You
4: know, there is always that other left back that we have that we love when he plays left back. Noah Taylor.
3: Oh Robert oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> me. Hmm.
4: We on this podcast we love when Robert Taylor
3: plays left back. Well, oh my God.
4: Yeah, but I mean, it's true. You do have, you know, Noah Allen, where you may see s- situations where maybe it's going to be like a five, a five three two or a five two three. You may even see a little bit of where you have like, like we talked about a little bit. Maybe you have Alba, you have Alba on the left, and then you maybe have Noah Allen as that first left center back because he had to play center back a few times last year, and I think he did a pretty good job. Especially if you can have your other two tall center backs next to him. It could be. It could be interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of unknowns. That's 100% sure, especially with the roster still under construction. So I think that as the weeks go along and we start to see some of these signings, we'll probably be able to paint a bigger picture of what we think. But um, yeah, I mean, we saw that three five two. We saw the five three two. If you guys saw last season, I'm not a fan of anything with three five or five three in it um but at points it did work no, out so i'll it out i'm more of a four-three-three 3 3 or 4 4 four and then a diamond in the middle two up front like that's kind of my personal um what i like to see i'm more of a attacking uh i, I like that football i'm not a, I, like that's why i don't watch the italian league I, or i don't like italy because of you know all that uh all that defense but yeah we'll see as as that or goes along
4: be interesting
3: yeah, that could be very interesting, and I think I think that's what the personnel suits more right now. If you're having Suarez and Campana out front, to me, it's a four-four-two in my opinion. Um, but we got to figure, we'll figure it out soon, and we've got a preseason game actually coming up in eight days, actually in El Salvador. Right. Yes.
2: Yes. They're Wait. playing the national team over there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that'll <laughs> be interesting. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. But you know what's funny? Like, okay, I'm sure you guys have seen this on the on on social media where everybody was pissed at Inter Miami because of all the amount of preseason games. Maybe those are. I don't know if, if you guys are a part of that crowd. I don't think Ashley, because Ashley, you you had mentioned that you understand like building a global brand and doing this it's like it comes they to- want them
2: to make money they don't want to build a global yeah. brand
4: they, they want to well, make yeah. money for the brands like real well, madrid, yeah. real madrid they go to asia every summer you yeah. think the players always want yeah. to you don't think they're yeah. tired like you know that's yeah. you have to do it yeah.
3: yeah but we're not naive either so 100 we know that there is you know <laughs> el bijujo so they got to um, pay
4: for Messi somehow
3: yeah but no. what's interesting is that people were worried about Obviously, all the strain that we're going to put, we're having a, a big preseason when you've got so many games ahead. What's funny is that Tata Martino said, I, was it today? I think he was. It, he, did he speak today? Maybe today, it was today. Yeah. yeah. He actually said that he doesn't know if Messi is going to see the pitch in El Salvador. <laughs> that it's going to depend how he's feeling. So that's what I said from the beginning. When, that's when not I was how saying,
2: you build uh, the, the, yeah. the atmosphere for a game, huh?
3: Yeah, no, that's not how you build the atmosphere. But that's—I mean—that's what I was saying from the beginning. I was like, I don't think you, I, what is it like six, seven games or eight or something like that that we have in preseason. It's going to be different iterations of the team. Like, you're not going to have the same team play all seven, eight games at all. And like, also, let's
4: let's be very, very clear. The priority is. Is is um is Saudi. Is it's is Messi versus Ronaldo. It's the priority for, for every single, I don't care what you say, unless something crazy happens, every single member of the Miami uh club and the Riyadh club and the Apple TV and whoever has rights to this game, everyone's priority is that Messi and Ronaldo play. The rest of you know, obviously, the rest of there's a couple Asia, there's two games. You you yeah. can expect to see them a little bit in that and this is the hard truth of business and of global soccer. Um, Messi, th- there's more value to Inter-Miami for Messi to be playing in Asia and in, um, why am I forgetting, what in the Middle East? I couldn't think of the name of the, the Middle East. <laughs> it's more of a priority for him to be playing there than it is to be playing against El Salvador's national team. And I don't mean that in any mean way. I really don't. But first of all, Messi has played in South America for the last 20 years, so they have gone to see him. I think Asia and Middle East—they seem more to be more of a lucrative opportunity there. And look, maybe he play next week, but I'm just saying it should not surprise anyone if that's how it shakes out.
3: Yeah, and that's how team—that's what teams do. Teams ha- switch up their lineups, and especially for these preseason games. I, I, did you see? Did you see the game that Barça played against América? The I was friendly. All- yeah, yeah. It was like eight, eight, or eight players were like players from like not even Barça Bay. I think it was like under yeah, under twelve. Like, yeah.
2: He played thirty-six hours after playing an actual yeah. game in the, their league, so that doesn't make no sense. But it's business, and it is what it is. So we've seen this, and we're gonna continue to see this, and and this is how it's gonna go as long as Messi is here. Before we go, guys, we forgot a little detail about Messi's impact, but I want uh, Ashley to go over this this docu-series that is coming uh, to Apple TV Plus in 2024. So let's go over this uh, before we wrap up this episode.
4: Yeah, well, so, I mean, obviously, we started the episode by saying the impact on the pitch and how he's bringing all of these huge crowds throughout the country. Well, this is off the pitch where it's going to be for the world to watch, and that is part of why he came here for Apple TV. That's why MLS, that's why Apple TV paid, for a 10-year contract with MLS. They knew what was happening. And the producers from Formula One, Drive to Survive, which is obviously a hugely popular... I know, Gian, you really like F1, yeah. right? It's very yeah. popular around the world. And similarly, obviously, so is Soccer Walker, they are trying to maximize the impact. I know we didn't talk too much about Messi, the journey to America that he did with, um, with Apple TV, but it was, I think, a really good you know, indicator and starting point to say rightfully so, they are trying to get as much out of it as they can. And I don't know if you guys remember, especially in the beginning, the first couple of games with Messi, we were so pleased with all of the incredible content and HD angles and videos we got of him playing and you know, his celebrations, him talking to him talking to opponents. It was just so clear and so accessible to everybody. And that is part of what they're trying to revolutionize. And so this is just another step in it. And I'm excited to see because this is high value production. It should be really good.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited for that. As somebody that watched Drive to Survive, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's funny because it's like a soap opera. Like they <laughs> yeah. they literally make things that are like normal things into the most dramatic stuff. So I'm excited for them to, to see whatever episode they do on inter versus orlando city because man yeah. the drop that's okay, gonna be yeah, a whole like episode eggs. on
4: some kid from st yeah. louis uh, who, who's a homegrown talking <laughs> shit to see.
3: it's gonna <laughs> look like a telemundo <laughs> soap opera is what it's gonna look like that that'll be fun
2: i remember that when drive to survive came up i think it was in the middle of the pandemic if i'm not mistaken jen or yeah. i watched it in the middle of the pandemic and yeah. i remember that's i've popular. been uh i've been a formula one fan since decades ago but I lost a lot of interest and once I watched this I'm like okay I'm hooked up again and and now I'm like I enjoy a little more even though this past season was not fun at all I'm sure they're going to make it (laughs) I'm I'm sure in uh, Drive to Survive they're going to make it fun somehow so we'll see what they do and we see and we'll see what they do with uh, MLS as well with this uh, new production coming up so Ashley Jan thank you the
4: Netflix one with World Cup
2: I had oh, the captain's DC. one.
4: The captain's one with the World Cup yes. that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my to, God. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Recommended. Recommended to all of you that love soccer shows and, and documentaries with the World Cup. Tyler Adams is there. and His part is very interesting, what he went through. And also, of course, Messi going over what happened to Argentina in the World Cup and how they won that last game and, and everything that went up. Uh, during the tournament it's very it's really interesting really fun to watch and it's like six episodes right i think if i'm not mistaken so it's you can like go through it pretty quick and you're gonna enjoy you know what happened in the world cup but still you're gonna watch it and you're gonna see new things coming up and it's gonna be really interesting so ashley jan thank you very much for joining me again or actually, for welcoming me back to Messi & Co. because I've been missing for different reasons. And now I'm back here with you guys, so it's really interesting. We're getting ready for this season. We're going to be going and bringing you guys a lot of content, and you guys are going to enjoy it, hopefully. And this is going to be a fun season, guys, having Messi from the beginning and not just coming in the middle. We're going to have to enjoy this from game one, and we're going to be here. Starting with these uh, friendly games, even if Messi doesn't play, we'll be here, so
3: don't worry. And you we'll actually, we'll be doing a live post-game of the El Salvador game.
4: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm excited now. Look, who knows? Every week, we're learning more and more. More news is coming out. Roster decisions. It's getting it's getting more and more fun. We're, we all got our good break in, and we're excited to pick it right back up.
3: Yep.
2: Right. Right. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and we'll see you back sometime soon. I'm pretty sure. Bye-bye. Enjoy.
3: Bye.